Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Hey, guys, hit that subscribe button because we have Xavi's first game coming up, which we're going to cover today against Espanyol. And I hope, Yusuf, we kick those hounds from Cornea out of here like PK joked about a few years ago. <laughs> I'm totally excited for this game. Javi's first uh, attempt at coaching us. And, you know, he has a pretty good record as a player at FC Barcelona against Espanyol. I think he has about 26 wins out of 35 uh, matches with him. And that is his best uh, record. But, and yes, I think that okay. uh -huh, we're taking uh -huh. Javi on one of the best teams of all time and his record against <laughs> the team, you know, Espanyol. So I think we have to pause a little bit and, and see what's going to happen here because there are just so many different, you know, currents coming around this game and then Javi's tenure as a whole. And it's going to be very interesting for us to go through and kind of talk about, you know, what can Javi do for these first few games, right? Because like you were uh, mentioning before, we have a lot of injuries. We have Aguero out, Fati out, Dembele out, Braithwaite out. We have Luke Dijon, but, you know, I think we all... Don't want to see Luke Dijon play. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, there is what is Javi going to play against Espanyol and what is his long-term vision going to be? And, you know, I think the first place that kind of comes to a head is, is that at Barca, right, we play a 4-3-3 more often than not. That is kind of mm -hmm. in the club's DNA, as they say. And at Al Saad, Javi played a 3-4-3 and a 4-2-3-1 a lot. So it will be interesting to see where he goes there because there was, you know, infamously an issue between Laporta and Komen in the summer where Laporta allegedly, mm -hmm. according to the media, which take that for what you will, uh, Laporta wanted Komen to play a 4-3-3 more. And so it should be uh, curious to see what Xavi ends up doing. And then the other level of this that I think is interesting is like this whole idea of Xavi having a meritocracy, right? We saw a bunch mm -hmm. of reports that Umtiti did really well. Uh, you know, PK is Xavi's, of course, longtime partner and won uh, countless trophies with him. But PK is also been getting some criticism from us in particular over the last few months because he's had a slow start, which he always does. But this start seems even slower. And then there's, you know, Eric Garcia, who's a La Masia talent, former La Masia captain, mm -hmm. who Xavi might favor because he is, again, Mr. La Masia. Right. And then there is um, Langlet. And so, you know, just in the center back position, you already see kind of what Javi's going to come up against. Then there's Mingueza, who always did good in a back three last season when Komen was doing that 3-4-3 um, or 3-5-2. So what do you think about all these different currents Javi's going to face, you know, into this first game then throughout the rest of the season? Well, okay. So in terms of how he's going to do some type of uh, formation along with the players that are injured, right? As he said previously, the the, the pl players are going to be able to play based on a meritocracy. So uh, we've already seen some reports coming out that MTT has impressed him and has been working hard. And so I think obviously he's going to stick to that somewhat. But he also, again, still has a lot of injuries on the books. And then, you know, we don't have an attacking front. That was a main point that we started this video with. So it's going to be hard to deploy a 3-4-3. It's going to be hard to uh, deploy a 4-3-3 be just because we don't really have that front three to create that width, create that space like Dembele, Fati, and Depay would. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, it might go more towards a 4-2-3-1 in this case. And the reason I also say that is because some of the uh, from what Javi has said is he wants to dominate the ball, dominate the possession, I should say. And so I think a four-two-three-one might assist in doing that against a team like Espanyol because in this kind of case we may have more control in the midfield, having that two and three kind of layered next to each other. So in that case, you know, coming into this game, uh, based on all everything I just had said there, I do think that um, a possible lineup here though could be you know Mats in the back, Dest. 
Araujo, PK, Alba. I think Araujo just because he's more physical and, and he can definitely take on the, the brute force coming from Espanol because they always play kind of dirty. And then in front of them, Boosie and FDJ to control. Um, Pedri, Gavi, Coutinho right in front of them. Coutinho to add a little width because Depay's kind of up there by himself. And again, I'm going to say Depay in the front there. So, um, yeah, with all that, you know, it, it is kind of hard to really predict exactly what's mm-hmm. going to happen and, you know, in this case. What's so interesting is we talk about all these injuries, right? Like you just mentioned mm-hmm. in your lineup, we finally have Pedri back. And I think one yeah. of the big things that, you know, there was a great article on Barca Football Substack about Pedri and Gavi. And, you know, Gavi, it's it's almost mind-boggling what we have, is which is just a, a plethora of young midfielders who we believe can be extremely good for the team, right? For and sure. so, you know, mm-hmm. in the summer at the Euros, Pedri was the golden boy, right? He was the man everyone was talking about. Then you move forward three months, and now Gavi is playing for the Spanish national team, and everyone's shouting him out. And so it should be very interesting to see how you know, we're able to p- deploy Pedri and Gavi together. And then, you know, I-, I think the interesting thing for me as well is to see what can Javi do about Frankie de Jong. And, you know, your mm-hmm. lineup, and we talked about this before, obviously, and we had a very similar lineup, that 4-2, right, that two pivot we have with Busquets and de Jong, I, I think, mm-hmm. m- you know, maybe the way for us to get Frankie into a-, a place where he's comfortable. Because sometimes I felt, you know, under Komen, uh, we just had Frankie too far forward. And when I think of Frankie and when I think of his last great season with Ajax and with the Dutch national team, he's a little bit farther back and then he has the freedom to dribble the ball forward or to, you know, progress the ball as he sees fit. He's, you know, he, he's just been in such a no man's land for the last, you know, six to 12 months. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited to see what Shit. Javi does. And I think I agree with you that a four-two-three-one is probably what Javi will go with. I do wonder if we will see... Eric Garcia as the center back instead of uh, Araujo. Um, you know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I still don't necessarily have uh, a good understanding of what Javi is looking for or how this whole meritocracy is going to go. But I do know that Javi yeah. definitely wants to see center backs who can distribute the ball well. And I do know that Eric Garcia is better than that than Araujo right now. Although, as we always discuss, um, Eric Garcia has some shortcomings on the defensive side. Sure. And so I'm excited, Yus. I really, I really want to see what this team has. I think no matter what, it's going to take us like four months-ish to really evaluate players. I know there was a big splash uh, the last week about Frankie de Jong possibly being sold by Barca in the summer. Mm-hmm. I really don't think Xavi, especially... I mean, you know, I don't know how real this is, but Xavi is a, an elite midfielder. I feel like he will love the talent that Frankie de Jong brings and will really look to push him in, like specifically on this team because for a lot of last season, besides Messi, Frankie de Jong was the best player. And if you ask me, if you look down our team, who has the capacity to be the best player on their best day? I think it's Frankie de Jong. And so I really want to see Xavi tr- you know, try the, the back two with Frankie and then also try him in a role perhaps where he moves more you know, farther forward because what we really have to do here and why I'm stressing, you know, we got to give Javi at least at least four months to really evaluate players is because we've had a lot of these players playing like headless chickens under Komen for so <laughs> long, right? For sure. Uh, on, on the yeah. whim of Komen and how he felt. And then Komen would also overplay everyone so they were too tired. I feel like we haven't had the chance to see our players under a good coach since... Valverde, as crazy as that is. And if you don't want to give <laughs> Valverde that credit, which I know almost none of us do, you know, even though he won a lot of titles, uh, you know, we go back uh, years and years away. And so I'm really I'm really excited to see what Javi brings out. And I'm really just hoping everyone is patient with him. No, I 
totally agree with you. Those are all very good points. And, you know, I think the biggest thing to take away from, or at least a large thing to take away from what you said there, was that I think Javi's going to be able to uh, evaluate players at a better extent than Komen did, be able to utilize them to their strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then also, of course, uh, give the players a chance, right? Because I think that was a criticism previously that Komen didn't seem to give players like even although, Ricky Pooch. Uh, although you, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Komen uh-huh. didn't give Ricky Pooch or Pianich time. Both of them caught smoking hookahs yeah. in the last, you know, 48 <laughs> to 72 hours here, which, you know, I'm just kidding about. Um, but yeah, like what what do you think? How, how will Xavi, how will you know Xavi has made an impact from this first game? What are you looking for in that first 90 minutes on Saturday to tell you something is different here? And is it, is it, is the question itself too uh too severe does it not make sense to ask to see a change in 90 minutes uh no i don't think that's um i don't think that's too much of an ask i think you know as a coach you can kind of in um deploy certain strategies and then those strategies can be seen on the pitch and i think that's what we lacked a lot in uh, under komen was that we didn't seem like we had strategy unless you're talking about cross and pray i don't really think we had too much going on there and uh, also with that i think that javi may have the possibility to adjust to the game as the game Mm. happens make the uh, reactive yeah so and i think those things i think are very possible to uh, happen in one game i think javi has been there long enough to at least um, relay to the players what he's looking for, what he wants them to do. I and think, again, uh, what, I think what? that's a great point, Use. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that is very similar to what I'm looking for because the one thing we've been saying sure. for this whole season, and, you know, of course, this is a whole season without Messi. It was a little different with Lionel being able to score all the time. But I'm really looking for us to have a, a way to get the ball into the back of the net. Because that sure. was not something Definitely. for the la- for the season that we've seen so far from Komen. Just didn't seem like he ever had an idea for how to actually get us to score. There were those weird games where you know PK was having to score a header, and of course mm-hmm. the Bayern and Benfica games away in the Champions League where we got shut out. And even though that Benfica game in particular, like I thought we we had opportunities, and this whole season mm-hmm. you do feel like opportunities have been there. It's just our team's not trained. We're not trained for you know, getting the ball from around the box into the back of the net. And so that'll be something I look for. And, uh, you know, I I totally agree with you on that point. You're totally right. And the other thing I was thinking about, uh, about the opportunities that you just mentioned, was that a lot of the time some of these opportunities were way outside the box there. And I think Javi may be able to create some space to get that ball in the back of the net without having to take a low percentage shot. Uh, But we'll, you know, we'll find that out coming this Saturday. But let's get into, you know, uh, Espanyol coming into this game is 11th on the table, just two behind us with 17 points in which we are tied. No, they're the the same points as us. We're both on eleven, right? Oh we're, shoot! Yeah, we're, Excuse we're both me. tied. I yeah. think, but they're eleventh yeah. in. There, no. So we we, we, both, we both have seventeen points. They are eleventh in the standings. We're nine, uh, and we have yes, a game that's in correct. Hand. So yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're a big rival, right? Like Espanol was just relegated mm-hmm. what two seasons ago. I think this is their first season back since then, and. <clears throat> you know, it's as uncomfortable as it makes it sound, this, uh, you know, Catalan Derby is a big deal, right? Like, we really mm-hmm. need these points not only to show our crosstown rivals that we're better than them, but also because, 
you know, there's a hunt still, right? Like, there's a good chance sure. we are not able to beat Benfica in a week or two and that we make it out of the group stage of the Champions League, in which case top four is vital for us. And so it's going to be – it's so tough because, you, I see the hypocrisy in just what I said, is that I have these ambitions to be top four when I don't know if that's mm. a realistic thing to put on Javi coming in midseason with such a young team with so many injuries. And so, you know, this is just part of kind of the self-reflection and the, the, the issues we're going to have as we try and evaluate this season. Well, you're right. I think Javi, in his presentation at the Camp Nou, in over fi- or in front of over nine thousand people, he has said we can't draw or lose. So, I mean, you're totally right. But at the same time, even Javi has these expectations, saying that, like, look, it's not acceptable that we lose these games. And he was really, you know, saying uh, about the drawing against Celta Vigo, yeah. losing a three-zero lead and then drawing the game and losing points. Right. But that being said. What do you think is going to be the uh, outcome of the game in the Catalan Derby here? I think we'll win 3-0. I have good confidence that the team under a new coach. Yeah, there's a certain swagger you get under a new coach when you didn't like the previous one. And I feel like there was some general, you know, um, negative feelings towards Komen as the season went on. And then, you know, that kind of sums it up, right? Javi's saying at Barcelona, you cannot win, uh, you cannot draw or lose. And... That is uh, really representative of the Barcelona he played under that were so good. And that's the representat- representation of what this club should be. Like after the losses Definitely. to Bayern, Benfica, to Celta Vigo, I feel like the players kind of have their you know tails between their legs and they're very bashful. And <clears throat> it goes along with what Danny Alves said actually just today. He was talking about Dembele. He said, I'm going to ri- remind Dembele that he's playing at Barca, that he has all the talent in the world to make himself a superstar. And that's kind of, you know, D- Danny Alves, of course, is part of that those golden era. So is Xavi. They're trying to get back to mm-hmm. a place where the players really believe in themselves. And so I'm hoping that comes in quick. And I'm hoping the players really take it upon themselves to, you know, uh, right the wrongs of that 3-3 draw against Celta Vigo. And I think we come out and we score three and, you know, we shut them out. Awesome. I mean, with that, I am excited. Let's get Wait, into what's this your Catalan prediction Derby. Is? I said, oh, I didn't say, huh, excuse me, 2-1. I think we're going to let up a goal here, but I think, as you were just saying, uh, we're going to have the self-confidence coming to this game, leadership by Danny Alves and Javi, that I think we can squeeze this one out and show them what we're made of. Last question. Um, uh, uh-huh. Do you think Dest uh, will play as a right wing or as a right back? I'm curious about that. If, like, if we have no one up front, maybe that Javi will have to do it. What do you think? Uh, I think he's going to play more of a right back, but uh, based on the four-two-three-one, it's kind of hard. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> <a> <laughs> well, let's see, everyone. We'll talk to you guys after the game on Saturday. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Let us know in the comments your thoughts. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.